0: Welcome back to the Keen Late Podcast, the premier whiskey podcast. Now, with the mention of whiskey in its title, hey, this is Jake coming live from Chicago, Illinois. Not I'm actually coming from live from uh, Milwaukee wisconsin uh the second is a city that looks like chicago but on a smaller scale but next to the same lake it's a baby shyrak yes if you might hear a little uh a little audible noise in the background there because we are live at the wisconsin whiskey festival for the second the second annual wisconsin whiskey festival yes We're, with us today is wilson torres hey,
1: young world.
0: two podcasts in one day wilson i know Wow. I, I'm I'm roaring back. I'm yeah. roaring back. Yep. Oh, look who locked in the guy who ha- who apparently works more than anybody but doesn't have a job. doesn't have a job. Yeah, I don't know. You know, he is known as the Crystal King of Chicago. We'll get to him later. Uh, Mr. Uh, Martin Duffy. Let's get to our other host here with us, Chris, oh. the Urban burdenist Miss Hey, oh, hey!
2: Awesome. Excited to be here on the road with Key in the Lane. You're on the He's road, on and the you're road. also here as a Grand representative, if you will. Yes. yes. We're uh, here working the bourbon charity booth at the Wisconsin Whiskey Festival for the second year in a row. My first year here, but right. we have been at the festival for two years.
1: Yeah. Uh-oh.
2: Everybody
0: give Marty Duffy the bird. Kind of Marty Duffy.
1: Here has a key
0: and a lake. Marty Duffy, you came to the right place.
1: <laughs> All right. Yeah.
0: Marty, when are you coming on the podcast? Uncle Marty. <laughs> <laughs> Wilson, I'm sorry, Wilson. Wilson, I'm sorry. Mm. <laughs> Would you like any whiskey, Marty? No.
1: <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> Fun stuff. Uh, uh, I don't know. Do you want any this whiskey? This is the
1: first oh. of many characters. This is, this is, I'm yeah, sure this is
0: when you're done uh, tasting all the fine whiskey out of the fine Glenn Karen glasses provided to us, why don't you come over here and record a podcast? Yeah, and talk with us. I do want it's you so over funny. here. Um, no, I have one of I'll take those it for too. You. This is what will be happening tonight as people just come over to the table and be like, hey, Jake, hey, Chris. It's going to hey, be pop-ins. Yeah. Yeah. Pop-ins. We did f- a pop ins. Yeah, pop We did a two hour podcast last year with uh, oh, uh, Nick God. and Dixon Deadman. Yeah, <laughs> that was a great episode. Yeah, that was really fun. Well, um, wasn't
1: Dixon like a surprise? Yeah, he just. A surprise guest, so to was, speak?
0: He was wearing a hood and he just came over and sat down in the empty chair, and Nick just thought it was some random guy sitting down. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah that's awesome hey, don't touch I that. feel like we're don't on the red that. carpet yeah don't it is
2: kind of like a red carpet uh, yeah. scenario here as the as the uh, glitz and glamour and the yeah. famous the famous yeah. people that are at Wisconsin whiskey fest walk by and a lot of and denim there's a lot of denim a up lot here. of denim on the on the
1: on the carpet tonight there's a lot of quarter uh what do you call those three-quarter
2: zips three-quarter there's a lot of three-quarter zips there's a lot of flannel going on there's a lot of hunting uh hats with um there is. with camouflage uh, so you know welcome to wisconsin this is how it is and and friday night in wisconsin i'm pretty sure it's uh it's 5:30. i'm sure that uh, a few of these people have already been drinking for, uh, for a little bit
1: yeah i'm sure that they got off work at four just so they could go home and change their hats so that they can get here on time to uh, They
2: put on the uh, the uh, dress hunting cap <laughs> to come to the Wisconsin Whiskey Fest. So it's not the
1: trucker style, it's the actual uh, fitted style, yes, I think. Yes, yes, that's the dress cap.
2: It's
0: like you're at E and we're at the Oscars and you guys are critiquing their, exactly. their wardrobes. <laughs> yeah. of the evening. What are you wearing? <laughs> the finest Eddie. <laughs> who are you wearing? Oh, uh, broadcast the the broadcast. finest Eddie Bauer flannel. Oh, my God. Here they are. They're all here.
1: Well, that is Uncle Marty.
0: That is Uncle Marty. He's, he's announcing it properly. Um, so what are we excited about? Yeah, today? I was just going to ask you, Chris. Like, what's the uh, what's Bourbon Charity's kind of mission here tonight?
2: So the the mission tonight is is two pronged. We have uh, two things we want to accomplish tonight at Wisconsin Whiskey Fest. Uh, the first being is we want to attract people to our membership group known as. Bourbonhood, and those are the people that are contributing to Bourbon Charity on a, thank you, on a monthly or annual basis. And I'm, those, a, I'm a member. Yes, you a member. should be a member, listener. Listener, you should be a member. Check it out, <laughs> bourbonhood.org. That, that group of individuals um, is what allows Bourbon Charity to be a 100% public donation charity. So the Bourbonhood members pay for the operational costs of Bourbon Charity, so that when we do a fundraiser, we can give 100% of that money to the charitable organizations that we are supporting. And that leads me to my second uh, thing that we're looking to accomplish tonight is that our Bourbon Giving fundraiser is now underway. This This is to kick off the giving season, to kick off Thanksgiving, the holiday season. It's Bourbon Giving. And we have a fundraiser going on now. With uh, I think we have close to 30 different prizes in the fundraiser. Amazing, amazing bottles. Uh, there's a PlayStation 5 in there. There's a, there's a 10 year Willit bottle in there. There's a, a barrel 25 year gold label uh, whiskey in there. Lots of great prizes. So we're trying to get people to make some donations to Bourbon Giving. Uh, as well. And anyone that happens to hear this, it's running from now, which is October 27th through November 28th. You can go to bourboncharity.org and uh, click on the link on the front page and you can make a donation uh, from there. You can join Bourbonhood at
0: bourbonhood.org. That's awesome. Uh, I didn't know there was Xbox 5 already, so that's that's exciting news for me. Uh, PlayStation 5. Oh, sorry. Oh, PlayStation. sorry, sorry, sorry that's sorry. a Sony version, correct? <laughs> Sony? Yes. yes, yes. 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 I'm not
1: really well-versed in the young Thundercat <laughs> gaming yeah. consoles. I don't
0: think I've had a video game console since 2010.
1: My last one was the Atari 2600.
0: Oh, look yes. at you. Yes. Look the at 8-bit you. version.
1: Ugh. What is, it? The original original, right? what
0: is your uh, objective here tonight with the Old Castle and Key? Well, the
1: Old Castle and Key is here, obviously. Uh, we are now... Do you need to be at your table? Uh, in a few minutes. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to let everyone we're, die down. We're and a VIP. Get and their, it's
0: VIP hour right now. Anyway, yeah, it's VIP hour. They're, anyway. they're going to be here for four hours. They're going to be here for all day. they got plenty of time.
1: Of time. Yeah. I mean, do we have plenty a VIP pour? No.
2: <laughs> Everything of yours Everything is VIP. Everything is a VIP. Correct.
1: There you go um but the objectives i mean we are now uh heading heading into our first full year of being in the market here in wisconsin right yeah uh so we this was a very i guess you can say foundational year for us where we're throwing things at the wall to see what sticks as far as how to get more liquid to lips and here here in the state of wisconsin it's a very brandy heavy uh state as we know it a lot of uh what do you call that uh
0: wisconsin Wisconsin old-fashioned yeah
1: when they where uh, they muddle 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 all all the fruits Uh, they are a a lot of squirt squirt and you know things of that nature they like a lot of sweet shit here in wisconsin they do they Uh, do
0: that's okay okay. you're also sweet
1: thank you but this last year we have found that it is it has a very uh underground scene as far as it's coming up it's developing the cocktail scene is coming along The, the the finer food choices are coming along you know, and of course, you can't go wrong with every once in a while having a nice Miller Lite or High Life, you know, to go with a little side the
0: here, baby. Oh, you like that course? No, you know what yeah. I like. You know what I like. I like. Yeah. But come yeah, on, we just you we're life, here, baby. you know, support,
1: support the state, support our uh, our efforts here, and hopefully, we can get more people on their eyes, ears, mouths, and hands on on what we're doing. What's yeah. the
0: market been like for you guys so far?
1: So far here in Wisconsin, it's been uh, actually it has it has uh, steadily increased. Uh, it didn't come out like Gangbusters, um, but once we got our off-premise partners in place, and then we were able to get some independence in place, and then we started hitting the, the key areas of uh, Madison, the key in the Lake areas, Mil- uh, Milwaukee, <laughs> Lake Geneva, Green Bay, and. Um, I'm missing one little area. It's across. It's across the river from Minneapolis on the Wisconsin side. Uh, Those areas yes. have been across mm, Hudson North Hudson. Thank you Hudson. Yeah, Hudson's been really cool for us. Mr. Walker, uh, how are you? So yeah, it's it's been it's we've seen increase month after month in sales. So that's a good thing. So we're heading in the
0: right direction. Did we get it here? Oh, we're just recording right now. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> I, I could i guess i mean um, you i was supposed to bring a card reader to sell or something but mm-hmm. i don't oh, know
1: interesting yeah would have been
0: fun i have it but it's not set up for iphones only ipads oh or something oh that's i don't interesting. know i don't know um yeah so we're just yeah. here
1: you know liquid lips liquid lips liquid lips liquid, lips,
0: liquid you know why, lips. why Say i that like five times I, you know why i like this uh festival is because i'm not really working but i'm here I can drink whiskey. My uh, car, my car is parked yeah, for the evening. I can, I can appreciate I think. that. Yeah, I, I can think. Appreciate that. Yeah, we're like uh, at the whiskey fest. I, at whiskey festivals, I traditionally don't drink at all. You're just talking so much. We're talking so much. Yeah, so it's always nice to have that little. Uh, even though I'm still on this side of the table as an exhibitor, in a way.
1: Well, Chris, you were here last year as a. Guest, uh, I did not. I was not you here, last, here year last year because it
2: was uh, they actually. This was during Kentucky Bourbon Festival last ah, year, so last, dates okay. have changed. So I was able to make it this year.
0: Yeah, yeah, because yeah, earlier in it was, it fall. was like mid September last yeah, year. Yeah. yeah, Same week as Kentucky Bourbon. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it's good to have it. Yeah, well, I don't. Uh, last year it was very uh, very well attended. It was, uh, <laughs> people, and people got their money's worth.
1: It got out of hand really quick.
0: <laughs> Real quick. I think people in Wisconsin kind of like to drink yes yes that's a accurate answer yeah it's a bad habit a diplomatic way of putting it <laughs> yeah. I
1: mean I can't I mean what better way than to say hey drink wins well, I guess go. it's the tag frame tag phrase up here so
2: you know
0: yes so You're up next. I will You're uh, up next. I will uh,
1: I'll step away I'm gonna go yeah, I'm gonna, go I'm gonna, man gonna step the away as well and, uh, Everyone have a good time. Uh, check out the Keenan Lake podcast that we recorded earlier today. Yeah, that'll with be fantastic. Crew over at Dancing Goat.
0: That'll be already out. So yeah, definitely check that out. And uh, look up for a, a follow Cheers, up, Chris. Chris, uh, come back whenever you have time. Um, yeah. Well, all right. Well, we will see you. there will be more guests coming on here and uh, right now. Actually, yeah. we have one coming. Right- we have coming right now. We're live once again from the Wisconsin Whiskey Festival after a nice little intro with Wilson and Chris. We are now here with another Chicagoan. Chicago is taking over this uh, fine festival here in Milwaukee. With us is Illinois State Brand Manager. Am I, am I saying that right? You are, yes. All right. Uh, I'm a brand development manager. Uh, oh, right. Yeah. Well, you've uh, heard her better half on this podcast numerous <laughs> times. Um, I don't, well, better half is not fair. You're the better half of him, so maybe that's how we should introduce you, but... No, uh,
3: you know what, you know what, he is my better half.
0: Eric rosen is your oh, better half? Yes. yes, he right. is. All right. yeah. he's, he's an okay guy.
3: Uh, you know, if you like the kind.
0: Stupid choice in soccer teams, though.
3: Uh, listen, listen, we are a Liverpool family.
0: Oh, you're... Oh. By the way, Susan, welcome to the podcast.
3: Oh, thank you, thank you, sir, <laughs> thank you. No, 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 we are... A Liverpool family I this has been in the 10 in the 10 years that I've been married to this man the love of Liverpool and Merseyside has been beaten into me yeah. I don't know how I eventually just let it wash over me and I am now okay with it but here we are
0: I. so I'm an Everton fan <sighs> yeah I'm sorry that's why yeah. your, your choices are yeah just how, poor.
3: Uh, how'd that go two weeks ago
0: uh, not very well I as, know. as I was watching going through security is when Saul <laughs> so got that first penalty and I literally had to put my phone in my bag so my bag could go through the scanner and I missed that. So get out the other side, obviously uh, 1-0.
3: Okay, um, I'm going to need your telephone number so I have somebody to talk shit to.
0: No, you don't need that. No? Okay. Um, oh,
3: he just said no, people.
0: There's this guy I wanted AJ Hudson's to watch games and there's a guy that looks identical like it's Eric's older brother a little bit shorter. It's not. I've asked, and uh, he's an Everton fan. Yeah, and he t- they same beard, same facial structure, talk the same, and I'm, I was like, Oh my I,
3: God, there's more than one out I, there. I,
0: but he's an Everton fan at least. Maybe it's his doppelganger.
3: Listen, if it's the face, the beard, the tattoos, the general attitude, there's more than one out there. Yeah, no. It doesn't matter the team.
0: No, definitely so. But I also, last time, I had to take a little break from AJ's because I got into a scuffle with some Liverpool fans a few what weeks ago. Was it Eric? No, 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 just some strangers. <laughs> uh, he didn't, this guy did not like the way I asked him, do you ever shut the fuck up?
3: <laughs> Wait, did the man have you'll never walk alone tattooed somewhere on his body? <laughs> because sure. I feel like Liverpool fans are so fanatic. I know. That they will actually in the United States of America get in a fight for no fucking reason. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yep. Okay. I, so yep. I was, I was in, we were in Palm Springs recently for vacation. And oh, it, uh. Wait, a,
3: Palm Springs, Florida? California. California. Okay, my first question is why?
0: Because we wanted to go somewhere warm and sit at a pool. Eh, okay. And hang out in the okay. desert.
3: I, it, I suppose there's worse places
0: than yeah, that. Yeah, I, I enjoy that time. My wife enjoys that time. Anyway. One of the guests there—it's a small hotel, so you see everybody every day. Like the last day we were there, he, this guy who I've seen a few times had a British accent. All of a sudden, he's walking around in Liverpool shorts, and I, I have I, this disdain of, of whatever grows on my face. And my wife's like, "What are you looking at?" I'm like, "The guy has Liverpool shorts on. She's like, How can you see from across the pool?" I'm like, "I can just—I can see."
3: Listen, you can clock that yeah. from a hundred yards.
0: Yeah, that's—I yeah. I, don't—I don't need binoculars for that one. And so I walked by him uh, later on in the day. Did you just like? Well, I I, I gave him a, I gave him a look. He's like he kind of made his way to like hold a door open for us. And I was like, yeah, whatever. Usually I'm very polite and courteous about that stuff and appreciate the chivalry, but um, I was like your wife will walk alone after I slit your throat. My, A- <laughs> oh,
2: oh,
3: you just, you went after well, I my
0: I said it to my wife, not to him. Oh, and she's okay. like, what are you talking about? I'm like, Liverpool's motto is you'll never walk alone. And she's like, oh, <laughs> and, and she actually found it funny. So still making her laugh 10 years later. You, but she's, I was going to say, um, my love for Everton has become so so infectious, affectionist, 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 whatever the word is,
3: um, deeply Seated. Yes. How's that? I like that.
0: Infectionist. Yes. Um, that she's also now an Everton fan. And, you know, we don't really watch too many games together, but in her crush, her her real-life boyfriend left the club this summer, so she's also bummed about that.
3: Oh, okay. I have a couple of, um, yeah. I'm sorry, football boyfriends please, please, as well. Please, Mohammed um, Mohamed Salah. Like,
0: Are they all Liverpool?
3: They, I can't help can it. I,
0: can I pick some, take some guesses? Yes. Okay, so Mohamed Salah, for Duh. sure. Um, I'm going to guess just purely on his good looks, even though he's new to the club.
3: Darwin Nunez. I
0: was going to oh. go with Sup slide. Um, Oh,
3: oh, Sapa Slai. All right, so one of my favorite things about um, my husband watching the game is when they are calling it at 6.30 in the morning, my husband is on the couch in his pajamas, literally going, Sapa <laughs> <laughs> like, doing these calls and like all these Liverpool chants and shit like that, and I'm literally on the phone, you know, playing Candy Crush at six thirty in the morning, trying to pay attention, and then I'm jolted awake because Eric's going Slapper
2: Spy!
0: I, I do the same thing. Our, our households sound eerily familiar. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it happens all over this fine country of ours. But is it, it well, who, that's two? Who yes. else you have any more boyfriends?
3: Um. Okay. So I, hold on, wait, It'll, it's going to take me a second because I care, but not that much. Right. So it's going to take a second to pull his name cause... out of my head. Um, he wears that little dinky man bun and he's super short and Greek he guy? is, um, no, he's not Greek. He's Andy something. I think he's the team captain. Andy Robertson? Yes. There we go. he just... used to wear a little dinky oh, no, man no, no, bun. No, no, now no. he's got like a nice shaved head. He's the little fella.
0: Andrew Roberts is short, yeah. 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 He's never had a man bun though.
3: He's cute. I thought he had a man bun. No.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh. He's always been a clean-cut lad from Scotland.
3: Ah, well, whatever. He's okay. No, but listen, nothing I, and nothing and nothing will ever beat Jurgen's fucking choppers. The best. The just those Teefies. The
0: cop to the clock. Oh. I. I they should I, have a Jurgen so, cam. I, as a Bears fan, I, I'm sure.
3: Oh boo! Y- why? I'm so sorry I, about the you're season. You're from here, right? No, I'm not. I'm from Wisconsin.
0: Hey, here, Wisconsin. We're in oh, Wisconsin. Oh,
3: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just, I'm so used to being in Chicago that when people say here, I'm like, yeah, no, Chicago. Yeah, no, no, no. I was born and raised in Ch- uh, Wisconsin.
0: See, I have like a, I'm a Bears fan my whole life. and. I'm sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Because the last time that Everton or the Bears won anything was the year I was born. So I've never actually experienced them do anything. <gasps>
3: wow, you were born in 85? 86. Well,
0: 86? They won the Super Bowl in 86. Oh, I
3: thought it was 85. 85
0: season, 86 Super Bowl. Okay, that's yeah, how yeah. much
3: I pay attention. Yeah, yeah. But anyway. Listen, I was uh, six months, a year off.
0: Everyone always refers to them as the 85 Bears. Okay. So, yeah, all all good. Right. we're all good there. But I have an appreciate, a deep appreciation for the Packers. I love the, how that team is ran and operated. Uh, big fan of Aaron Rodgers, even though he's not okay. with him anymore. Um, all of that. So I if I wasn't a Bears fan, I would be a Packers fan, which in a way, because of Klopp, I don't like Liverpool, but I would be a Klopp fan. if I, he wasn't He's at amazing. Liverpool. Yeah, absolutely. He is and
3: a if, circus unto himself, and I love observing that man. And
0: maybe a better human than a
3: coach. Li- yeah. yeah okay so I don't I, I don't know personally if he is a good human or really a good coach I'm just along for the ride with my husband here just his teeth yep chompers, chompers. not teeth chompers
0: I have a, a hipster football boyfriend odd like squad of like players that like aren't really that popular but they're like kind of cool by the like the cool kids if you will it's like oh yeah i, I used to listen to taking back sunday before they were p- famous you know um,
3: oh are these the people that are going to tell you that 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 was their team 10 years ago before they won the premier league kind of thing it's,
0: it's probably too. even like it's it's more just like what i find cool in my head like players that wouldn't ever be on anybody's top 11 list of players to have but so i'm there with you with the with the boyfriend stuff but my wife um i don't know if you know who tom davies is no So he played for, he grew up as an Everton kid, played for Everton, just left the club this summer. We were over in Liverpool like six years ago. And um, do you know who Dominic Calvert Calvert Lewin is? I do. Okay.
3: Oh my gosh. Strikingly handsome man. He said a name I knew.
0: Yeah. Uh, Very handsome gentleman. Okay. So him and Tom Davies are best friends. They were hanging out in the same cafe we were at. And so I'm like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool.
3: Wait, did you run over and you were like, no, because oh they I were like so
0: 19 and 21 at the time. I'm like 31. I'm like, I'm not, I, I can, I can. <laughs> you
3: don't want to be that creepy old man yeah, in the bar? Yeah, I can contain okay. myself that yeah. way. Okay. But
0: my wife's like, well, who's that? And I'm like, that's Dominic Calvert Lewin, the most handsome man hand in the soccer. She's like, no, the other guy. I'm like, Tom Davies? But she's a part of my hipster team of all time. But uh, she is, she grew an infatuation for him and refers to him at, her boyfriend all the time as she sees him, and she might even become a Sheffield United fan because that's where he plays now.
3: Well, listen, a handsome face draws all crowds. He's not
0: that handsome, though.
3: Listen, just because he's not that handsome to you, great doesn't dress, mean great dresser. Great dresser. Oh well, listen, yeah. there are everybody has that thing that draws them to a person.
0: My wife's attracted to me for some reason.
3: Listen, you're a very handsome man, and you're very nice. I'll give you that. And you have amazing hair. I get it from my mama. Remember when I ran up to you like a week ago, and you were shocked because I kind of tackled you from well, the back and talked to you about your hair, and you were like, who the fuck is this I woman? And then you were like, all of a sudden, you realized it was me, and you're like, oh, okay, right. yeah, bye bye
0: Well, because you're shorter than me. I'm not that tall, <laughs> but uh, um, I couldn't see you. I couldn't see your head. I turned around, and I'm like, oh, my, like, who is it?"
3: Who's, who is touching my hair right who's, now? Who's
0: on me right now? Gosh, yeah. getting bombarded from all sides.
3: Yeah, don't worry, it's just Susan.
0: Miller was giving us, me and Joe, uh, Henry shit when we were talking at Indie Spirits that night. He's like, they, from afar, they were staring at me, like, "Look at those two douchebags with their long hair." Yeah, and their listen, locks.
3: Mike's just jealous. I know. He's Mike has great hair. Jealous. Mike has great hair. He does. He does. But he's he he wants the long flowing locks. He's that like the he whole night. Have. He's
0: like, "You and Joe gonna open a salon?" I'm like, "Yeah." Yeah,
3: I know. Yeah, we are. Wait, is Joe here?
0: Supposed to be. I, don't I know. didn't
3: see him. I saw his mom and his dad. Oh his mom's here? Yeah, his mom's here. We need to get Dude, her. Dude, his mom's a bad We need to get her on the park. Yeah, I've been trying
0: for years. Listen,
3: all right. The first time that I ever met um, Mrs. Henry. Liz Henry. Liz, we were at the um, Chicago Whiskey Fest and we mm-hmm. were in a parking lot and we were in one of those very, very slanted parking lots that had like the tall demarcations between the lanes and she and i both saw our car like two levels up and she literally hoisted me over something she like gave me the hands and basically lifted my dumb ass and threw me over a brick wall and i was able to get to my car because liz was there for me that night
0: that is your that is ridiculous I, i'm no awesome. like
3: I, I feel like I've told a couple of people this story and they were like, yeah, no, that's Liz. I, uh,
0: I, I just think it's so fascinating how she had this... Because she was a, a marketing professor, I believe. Yeah. And... They had this family farm forever, and then all of a sudden, like, one trip to Kentucky later, they're, like, building some of the best bourbon in the entire country.
3: And, you know, so I'm a very, very, very big fan and believer of voting with your dollars, Um, not only just about the quality of the product, but um, who is selling it. And I have had nothing but amazing interactions with the entire Henry family, so... I feel very, very good talking about, A, the fact that their whiskey is top-notch, and B, their t- family is top-notch, too. So, like, if there are people that you want to go out and give your money to, go give them to the Henry's. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, no, I, I couldn't say it better
0: myself. They are such class people. Yeah. I feel like there's probably, like, I don't know, maybe, like, 10 brands or so on this podcast that are really good friends and... Become like a mini advocate for them because I just love what they do, love their story, love them as individuals. Yeah, just it's 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 a great way to feel proud about like having that bottle on your shelf, and like yeah. you said, you know, spending your money where you want it to yep. make an impact. Yeah. Should we talk about your whiskey?
3: Oh my God. Okay. Yes.
0: So you have three whiskey brands, correct? Yes, right. I do. So part of the Samson and Surrey portfolio. I don't know if we actually mentioned what who you work for.
3: Yeah, I I don't think we did either. You <laughs> said
0: Illinois statement.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> of Samson and Surrey, which is a portfolio um, that has spirits on it and you have three really interesting whiskeys that are not just from America but from other parts of the world
3: yeah no so um one of my favorite things about Samson and Surrey is my entire company was founded upon bringing some of the best craft spirits in the world under one portfolio Um, our owners are former Bacardi executives who when they left Bacardi they went all right listen, let's talk about what the world needs when it comes to craft spirits in general. And they went, well, fuck, we're just gonna bring the best craft spirits in the world under one portfolio because it makes it easier from a uh, purchasing standpoint and it makes it easier from a, a distributor standpoint to have everything in one. So the three whiskeys that I deal with are Few Spirits, which is born and bred in Evanston, Illinois. So as never an heard Ili- <gasps> you've never heard of it. Evanston, Illinois? Weird. That is um, where Prohibition was born. So Essentially. It's, yeah. So it's kind of weird. Where the
0: red line ends and Prohibition was born.
3: Cough. Where a wonderful uh, whiskey brand is coming from. Um, the other one that I deal with is uh, Widow Jane which is a wonderful blended bourbon coming out of Red Hook, Brooklyn. And then our weird eclectic brand is Bren, which is our few, or I'm sorry, our French single malt that is um, basically Agent exo French cognac casks and then uh, secondary filled in French limousines. So it's a very, very strange Single malt. Yeah, yeah. Um so you deal with world single malts in general. So talk to me about allegedly. your experience of <laughs> allegedly. Uh, yeah. Talk uh, to me about your experience with uh, world single malts. Something that's not scotch. It's a very very effuse difficult
0: um, It's adjacent to scotch, but Well, it's but, it but it doesn't want to be either. It wants to be its own thing.
3: Exactly. So you say adjacent and and that's fine, but We've all in in this category tried to kind of run from that brand understanding. Like everybody gets, we're it, this is 2023. Everybody understands Scotch, but it is very. Do you they no, I think they. I think they do. This is 2023. I... Everybody understands Scotch single malt. Mm. What it is very hard to talk about is world single malts. So talk to me about your experience with Star Wars.
0: So I'm going to counter that last part Uh right away. Um, He's
3: challenging me, people.
0: Part of my everyday challenge is educating people on what Scotch is and what world single malts aren't.
3: Well, I mean, when you're talking about one, you're necessarily talking about the other. When you're talking about what Scotch is, you're also talking about what world single malts isn't sure. which sure. is scotch, right? Sure. Yeah,
0: absolutely. No, it's because there's that still weird stigma that exists in wrongdoing, if you will, on a lot of society in America, a lot of drinking society in America, I should say, that they think that every scotch is peated. When there's like 20, oh, God. when yes. there's like 22 distilleries, 25 I suppose, whatever it is. Well,
3: you remember what I used to do before I yeah. came to the dark side, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. I used to run one of the biggest the single malt mull- yeah.
0: whiskey bars in the world.
3: Rutt R- R- he was not wrong. It's
0: true. We, we, yeah, we used our, to have Our about podcast a- survived because of fountainhead. No
3: shit. We recorded
0: uh, all summer of 2020 on the rooftop.
3: Fuck off. You did not. Yeah, Bob was like. Why was I not invited to that? I don't know. I blame Bob. Okay, I blame Bob, too. Yeah. I like to blame everything on Bob. It's really easy. Is Bob Zacharias listening right now? Probably. It's your fault, Actually, Bob. Actually, he probably is. Oh. Hi, Bob. Miss you, Bob. Oh, love you, Bob.
0: Would love to be back with you anytime. Yes. Your sweet, sweet embrace. <laughs> no, yeah, please go ahead and find out, though, yeah.
3: yeah no, but um, so one of our big things is when we started expanding past scotch single malt, it, it was kind of a hurdle to educate the masses as to what was scotch versus single malt versus worlds versus, you know, if you're talking about French or Taiwanese or New Zealand or something like that. But I think the general public was, you know, starting to kind of get hip to not all the Single malt whiskey was coming out of Scotland, and there was a, a generalized understanding about the differentiations between the categories. What
0: year did you leave Fountainhead?
3: Oh shit! Um, what is this? Twenty twenty-three? I think I left seven, eight years ago. That's what I
0: thought. Okay. Yeah. Um, right around the same time I left Koval. <gasps> your neighbor. You were
3: at Koval?
0: Yeah. Me and Wilson was too. Fuck off. Yeah. And no. Do, do you know?
3: How did we not deal with each other?
0: I didn't, I didn't, I I wasn't marketing. I was not. Oh, you were. Okay. So you were not the sales
3: and you were marketing. No, no, I was like,
0: I I was everything in the distillery, not distilling, essentially. Yeah. So. Okay. That makes sense. And and accounting. No accounting. No accounting.
3: Okay. Okay. Um,
0: But yeah, yeah, it was, uh, yeah. So I just come by, found it just a drink or whatever. Okay. I had shorter hair. Did you have
3: short hair? Okay. I I was going to say, did you. We
0: we probably met a few times, but I was just going to say to your, to, you know, to congratulate Fountainhead is that you had the customers that wanted to be educated. Yes. And you had, you had the bar staff that wanted to do education as well.
3: Well, that was one of my big things was, um, so bartenders are not just order takers. They're not, not just, just no, they, listen, we're all drug dealers, no but way. listen, at least let's be educated drug dealers. So no I, uh, I. I always said to my bartenders, your job is to give an experience to somebody. Everybody, no matter who they are, when they sit down at your bar, they want to learn something. They want to go forth from here and take a little nugget of knowledge home to either their friends or their family or they want to walk into a Binney's or a Rayans and they want to go I know that bottle I'm going to take that home with you so education is so very 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 important to me then and now which is why I do what I do now because learning about and talking about whiskey is very very important it just it it is it's you and I get Paid to do what other people pay to do. Hmm. We have I I I can't imagine a better job.
0: Yeah, my favorite my favorite question from people on the other side of the table, if you will, how do I get your job? And oh God! And you're like you don't you don't want that?
3: No, I mean no, you don't well, because it only does. Not when you're 42
0: years old yeah. and like you have two kids at home. Like yeah, yeah it, it, you can. Y-
3: yes, you can. But the thing is, is you have to have a very deep love for what we do and you have to know that this job isn't all sunshine and fucking puppy dogs all the time. It's not. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I think you and I are both very lucky because we do have the ability to get paid to talk about what we love. We get paid to drink about what we love. And brand you believe it. No, a hundred percent can you imagine going out there and selling marshmallow fluff vodka and trying to do it with a smile i like, worked for
0: Slow and Low for four months
3: no listen Slow and Low hey he talks shit but Slow I'm and Low joking. is not I, not I, bad I actually it's, I, yeah. yeah no it's it's tasty it's just
0: it was all creative work but for yeah. the most part a little advocacy but, no, but yeah
3: but at the end of the day you and I get but to look what, they,
0: look what they were you know five or six years ago before everybody in the yeah. RTDs and Bob cocktails yeah. yeah anyway oh so.
3: my god who saw that coming Okay, so guys, out there listening, we, are all get, we get paid to talk about and think about and imagine what the next best thing is.
0: Forecast.
3: Yes, forecast is a great way of putting it. And every year, we sit around and we talk about it, and 10 years ago, absolutely nobody would have called an RTD and look at the market share that they have right now.
0: I I guarantee people called Cobal asking to do bottle cocktails for them. Ten years. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) What? What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I I had a guy. I remember calling me one time about how he wanted to, essentially, like source our our new make to do that, like something along those lines. And I was like, what are you talking? I didn't even know he was even talking. I didn't even imagine what he was talking about. And I about.
3: bet that man is now a millionaire.
0: Probably so. Yep, good that, for him. That man probably started Screwball Whiskey. Yep,
3: oh my god, I love Screwball. You do? I can't help it, I love it.
0: I think I've only ever had it one time oh okay. and I was in a shot with Mr. Black.
3: So, um, about six, seven years ago when they first hit the market, I was at an account downtown with Eric and we were having lunch and the breakthrough breakthrough beverage rep said to me she sat down and she goes Susan you have to try this and I was like well what is it and she goes it's a peanut butter whiskey and I literally looked at her and I went fuck off I am not drinking that and she said, No, 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 you have to try it. And I took a of it, And I was like, Oh my God, that shut me up. It was it's, so good. It's good. I like flavored whiskey. I'm going to say it loud. I'm going to say Are it proud. Are you a fireball lady? What's up? Are you a fireball no, lady? No. Listen, I'm not a fireball lady, but I do appreciate cinnamon whiskey. I just, uh, I appreciate flavored whiskey. I'm not one of those people that's so precious about the category. Oh, my God, this man literally has aqua vitae tattooed onto his arm. This is a
0: good man right here.
3: That is a good man right there.
0: I'm surprised you've never crossed paths in the world.
3: I have never crossed paths with a man that literally had aqua vitae tattooed on his
2: arm. I didn't even had that tattoo.
0: Yeah. Uh, are you staying the night? I have it in my car.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Did you just ask a gentleman if he was staying the night?
0: Uh, John's a friend. I know. Maybe.
3: I'm just busting balls. I asked your
0: husband if he's staying the night too.
3: Uh, we are. Yeah. Our two dogs are upstairs, oh, which really? I've got another 10 oh, minutes I forgot, before I have I to forgot. go upstairs yeah, and make sure dog. that they haven't pooped on the rug again. I
0: was joking that I was going to bring my husky with me. <gasps> oh, which is another topic of conversation Babies, for you. Please, uh, why
3: don't you bring her? My
0: wife never liked to travel with me for work. And I'm like, like Aww. I think I think in the oh, uh, five, almost five years I've done a Star Wars, she's gone on one trip.
3: I like traveling with Eric. Yeah, it's fun. Well, okay, what does your wife do for a living?
0: So she used to do marketing for Jim Dean.
3: Oh, so she's in the industry. Not anymore. She does marketing
0: now for uh, Ferrara Candy. For who? Ferrara Candy. <gasps> no. Yeah, it's like nerds. Can
3: she please hire me?
0: Yeah, probably. Oh, my God. They, they need somebody.
3: I would do it in a When heartbeat. she goes
0: on maternity leave, they need somebody.
3: I know, because you're spawning.
0: Yeah, I actually never said that in the podcast.
3: Oh, <gasps> Well, you just said maternity leave so i, I ran with it so <laughs> I, I, no, it's, it's your fault no, not mine
0: i walked you right into it. okay that. yeah you did or i walked myself into it one of the two um yeah this is a dog friendly hotel i was gonna i was joking with my dog I'm like oh i can't bring you i wish i could and then i yep. could
3: have no bb and pearl are upstairs um eric and i went to the vanguard for a old elk and an old style and we came back and we were driving here i'm like what's the 50 50 that somebody's pooped on the floor? And he goes. I'm gonna give it seventy five percent. We walked inside, we're like, Yep, somebody pooped on the floor, so I'm gonna to have to go up and relieve them in a couple of minutes.
0: Amazing. Yeah. What riveting conversation. With I our know dogs. well,
3: yeah. Listen.
0: My dog's always my dog's in the background of every podcast barking, okay. so it's it's totally fine. Dogs
3: and are more important than people. And
0: my old husky, she was she would just always be hanging out, listening. Was
3: barking. she was she um one of those very, very vocal, mouthy huskies. My oh, current, my current husky. Is. Oh, she doesn't shut up. She's sassy. Oh,
0: no, the sassy Oh,
3: fucking love it. She
0: is. She is. Uh, she's a gem, that Lola.
3: Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna focus. Anyway, I'm Anyway, single fo- malts. Uh, Wha-
0: world whiskey single malts. Okay. Uh, well we didn't really For, got to it.
3: Well, no, no, no. I was gonna focus on something else because oh, you and I were talking about something before I actually hmm. sat down and I put the headphones on. We were talking about our whiskey de moment.
0: Yeah, so explain how you what you mean by that.
3: Okay, so what I, I didn't mean understand what I What mean is the first time you took a shot or a sip of whiskey and you had that light bulb moment where you're like, oh, fuck, this is something that is important to me or I found my category or just, Jesus, this is my jam. Yeah. What is yours?
0: So I... Had a convoluted way of getting to this. Well, before we turn the microphones on, I didn't really know how to answer it at first. I answered it wrong or incorrectly, if you will.
3: No, there's no wrong,
0: but then I figured it out. Okay, and people who listen to this podcast will think I'm a shill, a corporate shill for my answer. Uh oh, but uh, that's okay, that's okay. So I came to the conclusion it was camping in Jester Park just outside of Des Moines, Iowa, on the river. Okay, um probably 20 years old, not old enough to drink, but I was turning 21 that summer. And the first bottle I ever bought was a bottle of SoCo.
3: Oh, baby kitty.
0: Yeah. Okay. Hey, listen,
3: that's Midwest as fuck, so respect.
0: Anyway, anyway, but before that, before that SoCo, uh, one of my friends' older brother was camping with us, and he brought a bottle with a wax top, a red wax top. And he said, this is awesome because it's in Spider-Man. And the Green Goblin drank this on Spider-Man.
3: Wait, I'm sorry. Hold on. You're going to need to back up two steps. How old are you?
0: To, uh, 37?
3: Oh, so, okay. That's not too... Because I'm no. sitting here going... Spider-Man 2? Tw- I don't remember. No, Spider... That was
0: one with uh, Tobey Maguire. Um,
3: oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Okay.
0: Uh, Willem Dafoe played the Green Goblin. Yes. And uh, okay. What's-His-Face was his son. Um, James Franco.
3: Oh.
0: Mm. Yes. Love me some James Franco. Oh what
3: he's a creepy fucking like no stop every he, guy's
0: a creepy guy
3: uh all right listen your every guy's a creepy guy is excusing a couple of things but we're gonna gloss over this and go back to the red wax top anyway
0: so the red wax top hello uh of uh the ball he brought which was also appeared on spider-man was obviously maker's mark and it was the first time i took a drink of whiskey whiskey neat and was like oh wow that's really good, yep. and I remember him talking about how it's like sweet and tasting, and yep. not knowing anything back then about mash bills or don't even know the word mash bill even existed. Tasting, you're like, oh, that's kind of like caramel candy yep. and sweet and tasty. And I was like, this could be something I drink. And then I proceeded to drink a lot of Jack and Jameson through my early twenties. And as I mentioned to you, uh, Jameson Black Barrel was yep. kind of the next evolution in things yep. a couple years later. So um, yeah, there was definitely Maker's Mark.
3: Yep. Hey, listen. Maker's Mark is mine, too. Oh, it is. So it I, is. You didn't tell me what yours was. No, I didn't. know when we had this conversation. So, um, we're in Milwaukee right now. Guys, I used to live here for seven years, um, about 20 years ago. And I used to go to this place called Axels up on Oakland Avenue, up on the Upper East Side okay. here. and there was a gentleman i don't know if he is listening james
2: James, i don't james James if you're out
3: there no not creepy james franco but this guy named james and he and i would rip shots of makers and shoot pool up at axles and that was the first time that i had ever had a straight shot of bourbon and it resonated with me like deeply and i just i still i love makers today i love weeded bourbon today and that was it literally popped my bourbon cherry oh yeah yeah
0: i thought we could share that moment together Uh oh. was
3: yeah.
0: a bit romantic if you will <laughs> mine was in the woods yours was in a dive bar it, it,
3: listen i'm from is- i'm from wisconsin my in the woods drinking was Jim Beam oh, yeah. when I was like 14 in cornfield parties okay. um, but that wasn't the I love this this was I'm just drinking right. it because right. it's there
0: yeah this was definitely like yep. one of the first I, I didn't drink in my teenage years I didn't really drink till I was like 19 or 20 years okay. old ever because um, long story um, but yeah so
3: we're going to need to hear no, that long my, story someday. I, I
0: just grew up, like, in a Catholic household. My dad was my high school principal. I was scared to death, no. like, ever getting into trouble. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. So I just, I did actually, I smoked weed before I ever drank. Really? Yeah, I was more curious about that. Really? Yeah. That is yeah.
3: kind of the diametric opposite of what most people in this country
0: Absolutely. do. Absolutely, yeah, and it was just... In, yeah dead sober just like with okay. friends that smoked and I was like yeah I want to try that okay. what happened. Yeah. nothing happened actually <laughs> <laughs> good weed good Iowa weed um, where was I going with this? oh but yeah even like with my story it was like I had maybe two ounces of whiskey it wasn't like ripping it in the woods to yeah. get drunk or anything well no no no, no of course yeah. not yeah. and then I told you my my incorrect answer I first told you off air was I was at a whiskey night for Journeyman and Cobal at dry hop Brewery in Chicago, oh. and they had a whiskey night, and they had other featuring craft spirits. So I traced that, and I was really shocked how good, I had heard of these distilleries and never ventured out and trying them. And like, oh, these are actually really good, and that was actually what set me upon working in the whiskey industry that night.
3: Okay, so yeah. I've, I've got a, I've just got generally a question leading down this briar path. Mm. So You just said a couple of words to me, and you said craft spirits, yeah, and more specifically craft whiskey. So you and I both work for craft whiskey brands. What is it about craft that drew you in to that category versus the big boys? Because we just talked about Cherry Poppin, which was with one of the biggest brands in the world, Mm -hmm. or biggest bourbon brands in the world. Why are we, can you, can you answer me? Why are we both I actually an I think it, it's
0: an answer um, based on what you said earlier okay. about the Henrys. You feel like you can actually make an impact in your community. Um, working. Hold
3: on, guys. You can't see it, but I'm high fiving him right now. Yeah.
0: Uh, for me, it was like I, I literally emailed Cobol after that night, and it was like, "Do you have a job? <laughs> and they responded. I was working. I don't know what I was doing exactly at the time. But I was freelancing and I've been doing freelance work like in bars and uh, breweries like creative work for since like, I don't know, 15 years, whatever. Uh, but
3: You're not old enough to do 15 years of work in this shit.
0: 14, yeah.
3: Oh, really? Yeah, 2010.
2: Oh, wow.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I started working in like for bars doing like design work and photography work when like 2010. Huh. Shocking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that was like a part time stuff. Anyway, guys,
3: he's got no grey in his hair I right now. Know. I don't wear. We no, stop it. On
0: our earlier podcast today at Dancing Goat, we were pointing out do I how have gray? Oh, stop. Yeah. I don't care. I, I hey, it can be as grey as it wants as long as it's still there. <laughs> My barber and I came to that conclusion a while back. I fortunately have a barber who has great hair as well, so he uh, takes care of me. I I always like joke with him, just cut it all off when I go in there. And he's like, he goes, If you want to cut your hair, I will not cut it. Dying. Sorry
3: guys, I'm I'm coughing cuz I inhale to talk about how much gray he actually has in his beard. Yeah,
0: I do have that. All right, yeah. yes,
3: he does. Sorry.
0: Getting up there. Yep. Having kids getting gray.
3: Oh. Listen, kids will do that to you. Sure. I don't I don't have them <laughs> for a reason. But from uh, what I understand, kids will do that. But like,
0: getting back to your question, I think it's just that you feel like you're actually making an impact. And I, that's not saying you couldn't with like Maker's Mark or Jim Beam, because I know we you know the people that do make an impact on those brands.
3: No, no, al- always, always, yes. But um, 10 years so ago, it
0: was way different in the advocacy world, market managing world.
3: It, it was. So 10 years ago, when we all started talking about craft brands, it was a David versus Goliath kind of mentality. Where we had these craft brands that just sat there and planted their absolute fucking feet in the ground and said, no, there is a different way to do whiskey. There is something that we can do that is not necessarily being done right now. And we can shift people's perception of what whiskey is and how it should be produced and Everything from mash bills to age to barrel size to absolutely everything. And I I personally love the fact that, you know, 10, 15 years ago, this really expanded everybody's consciousness about what whiskey was, could, and should be. There are a couple of different buckets, and craft whiskey was was a, a game changer yeah.
0: Look, I, for I, everything. I remember the first time I had... Cobalt, Journeyman, uh, Jay Henry, Plum Brothers. I remember, yeah. I literally can tell you where I was at. A few of them were actually at Fountainhead. Uh, Duh. You're welcome. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I just told you my first story of having Maker's Mark, which I still have a bottle always on my shelf to this yeah, day. same. But I don't know the first time I had, you know, Lagavulin. I don't know the first time I had LaFroix.
3: I actually remember those. Um, and because I had these absolute giants of advocacy come into the bars that I was working it's
0: back to that further draw our point out.
3: Yeah. You know, David and Simon mm, and mm-hmm. all of these absolute monsters that yeah. have been worldwide ambassadors forever. That's a good way
0: of putting it. Yes. <laughs> they are monsters. Yeah, yes. No,
3: no, they they really are. Um and
0: I, my wife used to work with them. You know, and yeah, she's some of her favorite people she ever worked with. Just because and it gets back to the passion they have for it. Yep. They're standing on tables and they're fifty years old still, you know, yep. you know giving yep. giving speeches and giving playing oh a poem. I know. Yeah.
3: I I am half their age and I can't do twice what they do. <laughs> like it's it's unbelievable. But you know, um, but going back to the craft versus the big boys thing is—is is there's a, a a passion and an understanding and a drive towards what whiskey was, is, and could be that I think is 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 really beautiful, and that's why craft brands should. Be celebrated in, in a much bigger way than they are right now so I'm, I'm gonna ask you the question I'm gonna do it do it I have to do, do it. it I dare you all right don't you fucking dare me to do anything all right allocated whiskey
0: there, there is a knife next to me oh a knife oh, stand. stand
3: oh guys I'm sorry there,
0: actually there literally is a knife stand next to me
3: if you hear gurgling you know what happened
0: go for it what's all the right. question
3: all right my question is is allocated whiskey in the craft realm? How do you feel about this?
0: It's interesting. Yeah. Um, it's a really interesting question because I think it's unintentionally happening with some brands. Yep. And I think some brands were intentionally building their brand in that sense to become an allocated whiskey. Okay. Uh, or become, yeah, pursuit. Okay. If you will. Now Listen, I. Listen.
3: Th- everybody wants to be the prettiest girl with the crown.
0: Absolutely. So yeah. I have. I'm obligated to mention them by contract. Pinhook. Uh,
3: Are you with Pinhook?
0: No, I just love them.
3: Um, I do too. I do
0: too. <laughs> we, um, well, I can't really say too much right now, but there might be a Star Wars Pinhook collab coming out uh, sometime. Uh oh, you heard it here first, uh-oh. folks. Um, it's been out there, but um, <laughs> th- th- their vertical series became allocated, if you will, Yeah. because, and it wasn't until after about the fourth or fifth year, where sealbach who is selling it online noticed that if we would make a down payment for people to purchase oh, make a one-time down, one down payment to guarantee them the chance to buy one bottle of every vertical of that 12-year series yep. that will be out in four, done in four years, it's a really great opportunity for the fans that have been behind you like the, the cool kids I all Taking Back Sunday 23 years ago. Yeah. I only mention them because my favorite band. They released a new God. album today and it's fantastic. Okay. Listen to it twice on the way up here. Uh, of anyway, course you did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So with Sean, what he did there, I, I think he found a really interesting way of making whiskey based on wine.
3: Sean's an amazing dude, by the uh, way. I, I I'm yeah. so
0: thankful to be able to call him a friend, and like I could just text him, call him right now. Anything. Do me a
3: favor while we're talking. Um, take a selfie of us. and yeah. Send it to Sean. He'd
0: be like, Who? Who, I, no, who, are them, you? Yeah.
3: who are you? Who? Who's this motherfucker here? Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: no, but he didn't. I don't. I know he did not intend to do that that but it's happened to be that way because he he ha, he made a really cool brand and blended some really good whiskey together. He did, yes. Now I'm trying to think, would it like Penelope, some of their stuff fall into being allocated?
3: Um so I don't know what their business model is now. I know they started as an allocated whiskey and I know they started as a sourced allocated right. whiskey. So I don't I, I literally don't know enough about their their brand right now to speak on that. But um, I, I just think, holistically, that is a really, really fantastic way to start for new brands.
0: Are, oh, that one's for Sean. Are genre. you sending? Yeah.
3: sending? Oh, my hair looks like shit in that. Hold looks on. great. It looks no, great. No. Let me see it. That did not look great. You're wearing
0: headphones. I'm going to give you a little secret. Okay. No one's hair looks good in headphones. Okay,
3: wait. Let me take it out of the ponytail, <laughs> though, and fluff it a so, little.
0: What, what when you think of an allocated to craft brand, what, who would you come to mind?
3: Honestly, Pinhook is probably right now. In in a very modern standpoint, I think they're they're a good place to to talk about that.
0: Couldn't certain SKUs of your husband's brand be?
3: No, I, I don't think so because they're I, I honestly think they're big enough. Okay. And they're they're not releasing so many allocated SKUs. Yeah, that more of a could, LTOs. Yeah, they are. There's a difference between allocated and LTO. There Nowadays, there really is. If we were talking 10 years ago, yes, we could call them an allocated brand. But that's fair. yeah, no, no, no. Like, all right. If anybody out here is listening in the Samson and Surrey world, um, I need you to turn this off right now but um honestly i think old elk is is one of the best lto sourcing companies that are out there right now don't you think what they do is is wonderful yeah
0: i mean you have an icon behind the brand.
3: oh my god can I talk uh, to you uh, about the uh, first time that I met him?
0: Have you listened to our conversation with him?
3: No, I haven't. So I don't have social media. I don't listen to podcasts. I don't do any of that stuff. I but the first time um, I went to an Old Elk Christmas party, I gripped my husband's arm, and I was like, all right, if you let me be an asshole in front of this man please don't let me get too excited because I don't really get excited about whiskey makers anymore just because I've been in the industry for so long. But when I had the chance to meet Greg Matz, I, like, seriously convinced. I was like, Like, my voice got four octaves higher, and I was like, don't let me be a complete fucking butthole in front of this man because he is an absolute... Origin story, especially for rye in America.
0: American whiskey. It's it's
3: uh, it's fucking bonkers. Li- living
0: history, right there. Yeah,
3: no, it is. And when you meet him, he is so down to earth, so cool. Oh. And the only thing the dude wants to do is eat a cheeseburger and drink an Old Style. Like he's. Coors. F- coo- oh well, excuse the fuck out of me. Who cares? It's beer flavored beer. Like the man is so down to earth. It's un- Yeah, it's so amazing that he is so down to earth.
0: I, I don't get really nervous to do podcast that much anymore because we, we we meet really cool people every yeah. day. Um been doing this for five years. But I You've was been doing
3: this for five years. Almost,
0: yeah. Ah. You're like episode two hundred and forty something.
3: Uh two hundred and forty one number one. There we
0: go. I think it'd be forty two. Oh
3: wow. fine, uh, fuck it. Yeah, All I right. think
0: uh, our dancing goat podcast earlier today might be two forty one.
3: 240
0: important Uh, 240 was Brett Bauer <gasps> You had Brett
3: Bauer on here? He's a regular oh, Ish I fucking love
0: that man Him and uh, one of his distillers from Sagamore we on <laughs> Yeah which is cool But no Greg is like You're sitting there We recorded for like almost two hours And I knew they were kind of on a time crunch But they had left a lot of time for us which was very generous But uh, So we're like Well it's a good place to wrap up he's like Oh are we done? And we've been recording for like an hour and 48 minutes I, I was like I'm like we can keep going. I just don't want to take up your entire time. Like what a sweet dude. No, and
3: you just wanna to talk to him and the public thing,
0: experience is, talking to him. Well
3: and the thing is is when you have a conversation with one of the originators you don't wanna be like a fangirl no. and you don't wanna ask all these really like deep questions and all you wanna do is just be like talk to me about your experience in this world and like yeah. what you did. And all of his stories have nothing to do with whiskey.
0: Not really, no. Yeah,
3: no. It's just him being amazing. No,
0: nah, I swear that my uh, my grandpa, he was an engineer at Jim Beam. And, like, that's, like, the way I always loved hearing about his job was the storytelling behind it. Yep. The people. Like, that was, like, that was what really got me going in this whole thing. It wasn't even actually drinking whiskey. <laughs> it was hearing stories about how it was made, you know which is an uh, interesting perspective to have, I guess. But no, it's,
3: it's not an interesting perspective. It, it's a really, really deep understanding of what we do and and what we care about. All right. No, like, honestly, no, I, I know I, this is, sounds cheesy as fuck, but whiskey brings people together. It does. It does. No, we,
0: like, so today we were a dancing goat, um... And two of our friends who we had never met from north carolina who we met over covid during doing zoom tastings yeah. and instagram lives become pretty friendly and it's shocking we never met in person and uh, it was like i don't know eight or nine of us and we were just like giggling like 10 year old boys at yep. a sleepover and, yep. it, it, it was, and they're all like oh well, jake you brought us together i'm like what do you mean I'm like well the podcast we all started listening to the podcast, and we all found each other yeah and i'm like oh that's cool that's really neat and you know the foundation of this podcast is whiskey obviously so it is it, it, it is does bring us together
3: no um the love of of something so deep and fundamental of alcohol, like yeah. let's be real serious about what booze does. Booze yeah, yeah. brings people together. It does. And when you can find people that have your really, really deep interest like you do, and, and what I've noticed really long-term over the past 30 years that I've been in this industry is whiskey has a tendency it's like magnets, mm. like dum mm. dumb magnets. Like um, you have people of different creeds, colors, religions, interests, everything. Everybody that loves whiskey, all of a sudden they look at you and you have that yep. eye clap. Moment. I mean, we're
0: literally in a room full of that right now. Yep,
3: and it's like, <gasps> yeah. hi boo.
0: Would you wear your eagle rare T-shirt to a whiskey festival?
3: Oh God, no, God no. Just because, spotted one. Uh, nope. <laughs>
0: <laughs> caught a bird
3: no but what does this t-shirt say that i, I did know. just get let's hold not pr- on. i'm let's gonna, not, ha- I'm gonna not, hold it i'm not and you're gonna it. read it i'm not gonna read it why <laughs> i don't know what it is oh, oh that one oh that's yeah. fine.
0: Yeah, yeah those are they're really nice yeah, yeah. It, uh, i think they're called the barrel proof podcast
3: oh okay keep
0: those something it held it out but uh we uh, <laughs> i let i let you say something no, that's, that's just we take it Yes, that's what it's there for.
3: I know. I'm slapping hands like people are reaching for stuff on the table. Oh, they like should. That's what there, it's
0: there yeah. for, is to take it, to remember this. They're like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> Key in the Lake, what is that?
3: Somebody smacked my hand when I came up to them. Yeah.
0: Uh, it is self-admittedly the worst podcast title for a whiskey podcast because people really can't find whiskey. They don't really search out Key in the Lake when they're looking for whiskey. Or why,
3: don't, why don't you add something in the title? It is. It's that, Key in the Lake
0: Whiskey thing. Podcast.
3: Wait, where does it? Oh, whiskey, right there. Yes, right there. I can read. I'm yeah. hooked on phonics, guys. Right. There you
0: go. Yeah. Big bold black letters. <laughs> Stop it. What it is. Yeah, That's what it's in. I, um, I was gonna say I'll let you do a not like not cheesy, but more of like the the artistic approach explaining whiskey or like the romantic approach explaining whiskey. But today I I I, I think I upped you in a conversation this earlier today with oh, what I, with what I said.
3: Uh oh. What did you say?
0: <laughs> so I talked. Um, one of my favorite <laughs> quotes from Rick Rubin is that art is the art is the portal to the unseen. Oh, and so I started about how like whiskey is an artistic form of appreciation. Is. Yes. It comes from everything around us. Yes. It is the true representation of yep. a place of a land. When yep. done correctly, inside of a bottle.
3: It no hundred so, percent. Yeah. And yep. so I was
0: like, oh yeah, well, like whiskey is the uh, portal to the unseen, and went on for like Fuckin a narrow. two swill. Yeah, <laughs> I know, nerd. <laughs> I, I am that. I am that. It seems that the uh, the regular people are here. The VIP hour, VIP hour has uh, finished.
3: Oh, hey, listen. I love the I love the VIP. I
0: love, love, the, VIP. love the people. I am a who VIP
3: nerd. I know, but I love the people who are just here to experience everything, though. It is okay. Uh, so we got derailed. Go back to what you were talking about. That's all
0: about I to with, say. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want to get oh. too uh, <laughs> stupid into it. Uh, yeah we'll leave it at that i'm sure i said many other things like that on this podcast and then matt brown make fun of me i oh. was i was giving it really a heartfelt we did a uh, podcast like a day or two after kobe Bryant died and he's a favorite player and i was talking very sorry heartfelt. my old
3: my eyes almost rolled back in my head guys i had to why? draw them back why what, what's really? wrong with kobe,
0: what's wrong with kobe Bryant now
3: well you being for clumped over
0: no i it's, it's, it's sad He was my favorite basketball player growing up, you know. Yes. In an era where everybody loved Michael Jordan and everything, I was was a Kobe guy. I know, but like... I was just talking heartfelt about Kobe Bryant and with Matt Brown, and then he just like... Oh, God. He's just like...
3: I fucking love Matt Brown because he will look at you and be like, eh, shove it up your ass. Or actually, he would more likely in that situation tell you to pull your finger out of your ass more than anything else?
0: Something, something along those lines. Yeah. I, there's, I think it's a, I can't remember what distillery their distiller's name is Dave Matthews and we had them on the podcast. Not Dave Matthews, but one of their brand reps. No,
3: I know, I know, but I, I'm, I'm picking up what and you're saying. And Matt was there, there and he
0: was like we were at Delilah's recording in front of a live studio <laughs> audience <laughs> and Matt did everything in his power <laughs> to be like just, like, sing a uh, uh, Dave Matthews lyric. Light yeah. yeah. in my eyes. Something like that. Uh, and I'm just glaring at him. And he's, like, <laughs> for a minute and a half. Were
3: you giving him the puck-
0: don't you fucking
3: yeah. dare eyes?
0: He was telling him, he's, like, I went home and told my wife that story. And I just, the way Jake was looking at me, I just knew <laughs> I wanted to so badly. And he was, like, literally puckering his lips, like, wide-eyed for a minute and a half. <laughs> I can't remember if he actually did it at the Matt end Matt Brown is
3: the coolest guy ever. He's a he national really treasure.
0: We have to protect him. Oh, my
3: God, yes. He's my boo-boo kitty fuck, and, like, I seriously, every time I see that man, I basically just run and hug him as hard as I can.
0: I was with him earlier today when he was doing a... Uh, well, there he is. But, Wait, let me see. Um, I have some more interesting images of him from today over at the Dancing Goat because if you don't know, he is a market manager of Dancing Goat, but he was, I doing, think
3: he's the, he was doing some skateboarding
0: like, in those days.
3: Of course he was. Yeah, so. Hold on. I need to take a picture of you
0: Having a picture running of
3: pictures of him so that I can send him a text message send and be him. like, hey, butthole, I was talking about you. On. Send him this
0: one. He looks so cool. Dude.
3: Boom. I know. And that's the only time he's ever really looked cool in his entire life.
0: Even his daughter doesn't think he's cool.
3: I've never met his daughter. Oh yeah, either. Yeah, I never met I mean, his wife. She's like four or five. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I've known Matt for I think longer than I've known you. Yeah, you probably. Have long, known each yeah. other for five, six years. Yeah, four or five years, I say. Yeah, I don't know. Some, not. Somewhere along the time of Star Wars, starting yeah. for me. Oh, not not too long. Matt
0: has been. Oh
3: yeah, like this little butt nugget right there. There
0: you go. Send I'm, that to. Him. I'm
3: literally sending him something that he says was supposed you're to be not here. that.
0: Cool. He was supposed to be here, but he decided to go back to Chicago. Eh. He could have drove an hour. Well, actually, it you know, took a while to get here from Dancing Goat.
3: Wait, no, but Dancing Goat is 45 minutes outside of Madison, right? A half an hour. You yeah. know, my brother built that yeah. distillery.
0: Get on the microphone. I can't hear you.
3: Oh. There you go. Hold on. Do, you hear, me, do yeah. you hear yourself now? Well, no, I can always hear myself. Oh, okay. That's good. Listen, I have a running running, <laughs> uh, thing Dialogue. in my head. Yeah, hold on. Um, I'm also going to do this because I'm going to take a picture for my brother Paul.
0: Does Paul know me?
3: Uh, I don't know.
0: I do you think I know Paul. Where's he lived?
3: Uh, Paul Adsit um, was one of the steam fitters that built Dancing Go.
0: You can just hold it in your hand if you want to. Oh my
3: God, can I do that?
0: Yeah, just hold it in your hand. I like Perfect. Love it. love it.
3: I feel like.
0: 53 minutes later.
3: <gasps> Shut up. Yeah. Hey, Have I been that bad? Is that great? No, oh, yes, I've been turning
0: exactly. the microphone. On. I, don't All worry right. about it. It's
3: All right. the sound. I feel like sound, 53 minutes later, am I just sitting here because you've got nobody else to come in?
0: No, it's just the way we have it. I mean, I'm very pretty. I don't know, and very I don't nice. even know if we have anybody lined up, to be honest. Last year we just kind of rolled with the punches, and yeah. then uh, Dixon Deadman sat down and was here for two hours. <laughs> <laughs>
3: You just rope people in and they're just here.
0: No, I don't even know who told him to come over. Uh, it was funny because. Listen,
3: you keep feeding me yeah, um, yeah. Star Wars, uh, and I'm going to keep sitting here and talking to you. Well,
0: Nick Moss, the owner of Dancing Goat.
3: No shit. Him and
0: I were. Yeah. Him and I were doing a podcast. Nick's a
3: very nice man.
0: One of my one of my great lovely friends. Um, he uh, him and I were recording, and Dixon was wearing a hood and just came over and sat down, and Nick thought it was just like some random person. And he's like, oh, uh, dude, we're, like, recording a podcast here. And then Dixon <laughs> took his head off, and he's like, holy shit, are you Dixon Devon? And just, like, fanboyed <laughs> out for an hour. So it was fantastic.
3: So it was all good after that, after oh. he took his head off. Yeah,
0: it was. No, it was, I, I recognized. I knew who he, I recognized who he was. And I was like, oh, man, hey. And Nick was just like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> all on the podcast. Yeah, it was fantastic.
3: You're like, hey, how are you doing? No,
0: it was great. So uh, I'm not sure what will happen this year. We had, a. Uh, We had Ross on from Old Elk. Um,
3: Love Ross. What a lovely man. I know. He's such a butthole.
0: So um,
3: one of my favorite things to do is because Ross, you know, he's a master woodworker. I
0: do. And he has a woodworking podcast. I know. I don't know the name of it. I wish I did.
3: Neither do I because I don't have social media. But um, one of my favorite things about Ross is my husband, Eric, is starting his woodworking journey. Oh. And um, so he is building a woodworking shop in her garage along with all of the whiskey he has been collecting for freaking years.
0: What is his collection like? Oh,
3: my God. Okay. So, for years. My favorite story about Eric is... um, So, Eric and I have been together for 10 years. And about 10 years ago, I tried to tell him to stop buying whiskey. And I came home one day... And we had three closets in our bedroom. And I opened one of the closets that had a shoe rack. And I looked behind the shoe rack, and I saw cases of Pappy Ruh. and b <laughs> And I mean fucking cases of them where hidden.
0: Did, where did he get those? Hidden,
3: well, because he was friends with um, a general manager of one of the Bennies, and I was so fucking mad at him because I knew how much that was. And he hid them behind the shoes like an idiot kid who tried to hit hide a lamp that they broke from their mother Do, like i would open? not what's up Are they open no they were not open and I got so mad at him but eventually I was just like oh fine whatever and we started giving these bottles away to people with their birthdays or weddings or whatever and this was 10 15 years ago and now flash forward and I'm like, "Eric, oh, so you
0: made him do this 10 years ago?" Oh my ago? god, yes, I did. Oh I my made him No, I
3: know no, I know. But now I'm like, "Eric, can you go get cases yeah. again because we can pay our mortgage yes, from two could. bottles where we were used to just give them away to people for fun." So, Eric's collection is massive. It is long-standing, but what Eric has started doing now, which I'm not particularly mad at because I think it's a really, really good way to focus within the whiskey industry, is Eric mostly buys single barrels now.
0: Mm
2: -hmm.
3: So let's talk about that. Let's talk about single barrels. You're drinking a single barrel. I know I'm drinking a single barrel. It's delicious.
0: A double gold winner at San Francisco. What world spirits competition?
3: Um, can you say that a little louder?
0: Yeah. For the did you know we won distillery of the year in 2022? I
3: did not know that. I
0: don't know if it means anything. You did? Yeah.
3: That's awesome. Yeah,
0: it is, but no one knows that. No one cares.
3: Um, are you guys not advertising that, or we how, did? We how did. Are you capitalizing that from an advertising standpoint? We uh,
0: we did a lot of like uh, social media marketing, um, neck tags, talking cards, all that kind of stuff. Uh. We did it as the world's best whiskey you never heard of.
3: We had that take, too. For who? For Widow Jane.
0: Really? Yeah. Oh. No. Yeah. Oh, no. there you, you
3: We uh, world's best blended. Right, right. Yeah, bourbon.
0: Hmm. Well, single how'd barrel. That, how'd
3: that work out for you?
0: It, it was, I mean, it didn't really do much, to be honest. I mean, like, like we have really good retailers already. Like, you know, Vinny's has been a big supporter of us. Vinny's which, is amazing. Uh you know we have other other states across the, every uh, other market across the country and you know we're not that strong in some of the retailers like in texas we're just really developing our retail strength there right now
3: texas is such a weird bird though it's the worst yeah well I love okay it.
0: well it's not the worst it's the strangest maybe it's
3: honestly a four-tier system yeah it's weird it's weird yeah. it's it's convoluted hard. yeah it's, it's nothing shows
0: up in inventory yeah. on their computers when they're ordering but it exists it's
3: it takes 90 days to get a report it's it's
0: it's not fun um it's fun going to austin and dallas and san antonio and drinking
3: um never been only been in airports oh
0: uh austin one of my favorite cities i've
3: actually never set foot in texas outside of literally walking outside to smoke a cigarette and walking back into the airport
0: how was that cigarette
3: it was great except for a couple times it made me almost miss a flight Mm. and this was pre-9-11 Where you could just walk into an
0: airport. Yeah, those were the days. Oh God, I know. I was just talking to my wife about that. I'm like, I don't remember the difference between pre-9-11 and today.
3: Well, yeah, but you were like 12 when 9-11 happened. 15. Oh, oh, well, excuse me.
0: Freshman English class. Oh,
3: okay. Yeah, no, I was flying at that point. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm a wee bit older no, than no. you.
0: Were you flying on 9-11?
3: No, God, no. <laughs> Jesus fucking that's Christ, That's what I thought you no. met. I was like, oh, that's
0: an interesting story. No,
3: I actually lived here okay. during 9-11. So, um, you know how 9-11 was our um, JFK assassination? Sure, that yeah. was, yeah. I still, you know, occasionally when the that's 9-11... That's the
0: why I said freshman year English class. I was in freshman English class when it happened.
3: Yeah, freshman in high school, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Cool. I was Killing like... It senior in college kind of thing, but killing it, yeah. killing
0: it.
3: <laughs> no, but it, it is um it is a generational thing. But pre nine eleven I was flying and I could just walk sorry. I could just walk into an airport, walk out, smoke a cigarette, and go. Oh shit! I have five minutes before my flight, and walk back. You on. could do that. That yes. was
0: yes. That was those yeah. were the days.
3: Oh, Matt Brown just texted me back. Oh,
0: what did he say? What did you want to talk about? Single barrels.
3: I said, look what he said. I went to a skate park afterwards to work it out.
0: He was very disappointed in his uh, performance. Oh. Apparently, oh. like he literally had his his nightmare come true today.
3: Oh, today. Yes. That was today? Yeah,
0: so he pulled up. Oh. Yeah, that was just that happened like three hours ago.
3: No shit, here?
0: And a dance and go.
3: Oh, that's, that's right. Yeah. Okay,
0: yeah. Uh he pull, he pulls up and his boss is like, Matt, do you have your skateboard? He's like, Yeah. It's like, hey, we're gonna do some like ollies and kicks through the and tricks through the distillery and record it. And he's like, This is my nightmare. Just getting out of my car and someone asked me a skateboard. I'm like, Well, what's happening, baby?
3: Listen, he's very pretty and very nice. And could you perform under that kind of pressure?
0: Nope. No, what, was never very good at skateboarding.
3: I Listen, I could look at a skateboard and break an ankle.
0: I, I believe that. Yeah, thank what, you. What was your commentary on single barrels or question? Which? On single barrels.
3: I know, but in I I don't what know. context? You, you,
0: you said, so let's talk single barrels. And-
3: okay, so with Star Wars specifically... Are you seeing an increase or a decrease in single barrel interest? Uh, Based
0: on purchasing amount of single barrels this year, a decrease in interest. Thank you,
3: us too, Um, on all three of my whiskey brands. So what do you think that is?
0: Um, I think it's a number of things. I think it's a glut in the market, first of all. I think we, we all eat very fat in the retail space. Well, not all of us, but a lot of us did. Or we at least found our, we found a footing in the retail space during COVID because that was our only outlet other than online. The bars were essentially closed, retail still existed. Now, you can say like, yeah, yeah, all these huge brands were up like 400% while small brands were down 40% at the same time. Um, but but also in between there, brands of our size could start developing a single barrel program and take our whiskey to the masses through virtual tastings and Instagram live, anything on the internet to kind of sell our whiskey that way. So I think we we all pumped up our numbers during COVID with single barrels and people are like, oh wow, this is great. And then everybody has a single barrel program. It just it's 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 too much to keep track of. It's too hard to understand what certain brands are doing with their single barrel program when they have like ten on a shelf. Like what differentiates that one from this one? Why is this finished in a wine barrel? Why is this finished in a cognac barrel? Is that still considered a single barrel? There's a lot of confusion and a lot of education it takes to the single barrel program. But I think brands thought we can just put out cash strength whiskey, go to st- go to stores, go to whiskey clubs, and say like buy a single barrel bar of cash strength and have this really delicious whiskey. Sell it for anywhere between let's say sixty to hundred dollars for most brands, um, and there you go. Well,
3: well, so this is the thing: yeah. is they're not wrong. No. They weren't.
0: They weren't wrong. No, we, but, weren't, we weren't wrong. Yeah, that was my job. I ex- created ex- our single barrel program.
3: Exactly. Yeah. But that was a couple of years ago. So so tell me what you think changed and why you've seen a contraction in the market and the interest. They're
0: overwhelmed. I, I overwhelmed by choice. Okay. Everybody has a single barrel program. Everybody, you go to Benny's, you have, we talked about this on a podcast a couple of weeks ago, you have like... Twenty-five Starlight barrels. Yeah. You have ten Jefferson barrels. Yeah. You have, uh, I think, like ten Rossville Union b- barrels. All this stuff. Like, where 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 do you begin? How do you buy it? You have four Star Wars barrels. It, like, what what about it? And our barrels are different. Like, one's a wheat barrel. Three of them are single malt. Very different whiskey.
3: Okay. So I'm gonna challenge you. With Please. This. Um. So don't you think, from a supplier standpoint, that the halo effect is very important where the consumer comes in and they have an a b c and d choice versus just an a choice that they used to have and why is it not important to give consumers more choice within your consumer bracket that's an important sales sales standpoint going forward It, it it just is we understand that the billboard is very very important
0: but how do you? Not everybody can buy, can afford to buy so many single barrels too. That's also important.
3: No, I, I get that, yeah. and this is what I'm going to challenge you with: is we understand as suppliers, yeah. which both of us are, that consumers nowadays don't give a fraction of a fractal of a fuck about cost. True. We know that people are out there to spend money on our brands. Yeah. And if we are giving them an A, B, and C, D, and even up to E choice, with the number of barrels that they can choose from our brands, is it not important to go forth and give them a glut of choices? Because they are going to continue, if they have barrel A and barrel B, and they both think that barrel A and barrel B are fucking amazing, why wouldn't they go to C D and E? And and that's that's the point, is because I think you and I, as brand people who are forced to sell these things, yeah. we have that that gut reaction while it's too much. But what we're seeing from a purchasing standpoint is that people are willing to continue to buy our single barrels or our LTOs or anything else that we put out there that is a little bit different and more special than our core brands. They're continuously willing to invest in our brands. Why wouldn't we give them the choice?
0: That's a really great point, but how can you commit to the choice of every distillery that you're a fan of when you have so much choice to go through? Like if you're a fan of Brand, Old Elk, Star Wars, down the line, like you can't buy like eight single barrels from each brand, can see,
3: you? See, that's the thing is, people are. I, eventually, are, no, I they, know. Like they, no, they. The, I, I know what the, you mean the, by the, it. The amount of money that people are spending right now in the whiskey category is fucking bonkers, especially because people like you and I have been been in this world for so long and saying this has to be the year that it caps this can't get any bigger and it just keeps getting bigger and brighter and people are more willing to go out there and and spend their very very hard earned dollars on a new brand or a new SKU and that is what is driving the expansion of our category like you can't Diminish that you you can't say that that's that's a, a a bad thing or or that we're putting too much out because we're literally just satisfying a category ask from the consumers.
0: Yeah, but are they asking it from everybody?
3: They well, yeah, because numbers are saying that. So listen. Year on year, Nielsen data is saying that the American whiskey category, especially single barrels, are growing at 20 and 30%. That's fucking bonkers.
0: But that's also accounting for like the 1,000 that Russell sells in a year. No,
3: and that's fine, yeah. and that's great. Because would, it be, would it be
0: fair to guess that your brands are probably down 20% in single barrel sales, somewhere around there?
3: Um this year this year
0: yeah this year compared to 20, last year yes yeah. in 2023
3: yeah. yes we are seeing a dip yeah in single barrels but
0: it seems to be if, kind of a consensus number for a lot of brands yes so. but
3: if you're looking at 2023 versus 2010 yeah. we're still yeah. i know we're still fucking up a bonkers number so our our brands are willing to roll the dice and take the chance and continue to put things out there yeah. that are new and different but and hoping that our people are going to invest in it
0: so like not to use a, to promote star Wars, but just because no, it's right go, here go um on. so uh,
3: we're looking at the so, bottles we might as right. well per-
0: well so is yeah. our core okay this is a single barrel okay and then p to finish is yeah. an ltl coming out okay. um we were making we were trying to sell 60 i want to say in 2022.
3: what's your barrel size
0: uh, 59 gallons. 59? And hogsheads.
3: uh So,
0: yeah, we're yielding we're anywhere between... 45 six-packs? 46-packs to 66-packs okay. okay. in a hogshead barrel.
3: Heard.
0: Yes. So, What's your price point? Uh, $70 just at retail. Uh,
3: MSRP? Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, but, so we've created a lot of those. Yeah. But now we're putting out an LTO almost every two months, three months. Okay. So, if we are putting out more LTOs trying to sell the same amount of single barrels obviously wanted to come back to our core product can everybody be out there able to afford and able to understand what you're doing as a brand when so many different things are coming out at their face
3: not everybody but are you out there looking for everybody's
0: purchase you're not
3: exactly no
0: i if you i would assume if you were a brand doing that you're you're doing the wrong thing.
3: Yes, you are. Yeah. So what you're trying to do is you're trying to capture people with Nova.
0: Like Johnny came over earlier, yep. had the PETA finish. he yep. buys every Star Wars bottle you put out.
3: Exactly. So Johnny has already bought the NOVA. He's already bought the single barrel. And now you're gonna capture him with the PETA. Yeah. And that's and that's exactly what brand extensions and single barrels are meant to do. Exactly. That's what we do is we put out these different LTOs and single barrels to continually capture consumer interest in our brands. So you and I sit here and we are confronted with 35 different brands to sell and we go, this is hard because we have to continue interest but there are people like johnny out there that that is the exact point of having brand extensions is to continue johnny's interest right and that's a wonderful thing because johnny is is the whiskey consumer that we want out there drinking our shit it's it's That's why he
0: drove from Chicago to Milwaukee for a whiskey festival. Listen, yeah. I
3: drove from Chicago <laughs> to,
0: to... You had to yeah. work it.
3: Well, no. Listen, I working? was just here to be... No, I was just... Oh, you are I'm just here oh, to be have pretty. Oh, you a booth? I was
0: wondering if you had a booth here. No, uh, I don't okay. have a booth. Uh, I've
3: been sitting with you for two hours. How, how am I, I going to have a booth? I don't know. I was yeah, just I'm wondering. Yeah, I'm just sitting here drinking just, and talking. I was just yeah. wondering. Well, perfect. I think I finally learned my lesson, and I'm like talking into the mic now, but... Well, it took
0: an hour and 12 minutes.
3: Stop it. No, but that literally is the point of... Brand extensions is to continuously capture people's yeah. interest. It is. No, it, it yeah. definitely is.
0: I, maybe we're just, I don't know, forecasting too much?
3: Well, no. Listen, we are forecasting. Stop. he's st- Guys, he's still adjusting my mic and trying to get me to talk into the it's right, right place. Perfect, it's perfect, it's um, perfect. No, we are forecasting too much because that's our job, because we push. Um, but. It's not forecasting too bonkers high. No, Our job no. is to find the medium point between interest and what we can get people right. to buy. Yeah, That's what we do.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, too, single barrels. I've, I've talked to a few uh, other, uh, I guess, world single malt brands that are coming into the U.S. S- com-
3: single malt or bourbon?
0: Single malt. Okay. World single malts.
3: I think you might be a little bit different of a world than I play in.
0: hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, for me to get this off the shelf yeah. is very hard. Yes. For me to get this off the shelf is even harder. Yeah. And then this is easier actually somehow.
3: Well, yeah, because I think people actually understand peated finish yeah. when you're talking about world single malt. Right. If you say peated, there, it's a light bulb moment for scotch drinkers, yeah. and I think that might pin hook them into the conversation. Mm, nice. You see nice. how I brought that back to center? Yeah, um, Susan did that.
0: Yeah. So but th- these brands, there oh, I was going say to about, say about these World Single Malts is that they aren't going to bring in single barrels to the market. Um, they they have them, but it's just not a priority of their, of their distillery, even though they know what's happening in America with single barrels. Just like, it's not really us. And I, get, I applaud yeah. them for that because don't yeah. be something you aren't. Yeah. So, yeah, if you can't do it, I wouldn't. I wouldn't rush to find, like, 20 honey barrels in your distillery somewhere.
3: Even 2000 honey barrels in a distillery, what is that actually going to do right. for the category? I guess if you're only you're in, like, at? five
0: markets in the U.S., maybe, yeah. but it,
3: it, disperse them out. Yeah, but, maybe. Because
0: now, girls, for smaller distilleries, bourbon distilleries, they seem to be... Kind of holding on to them as prizes for their best customers almost
3: all right so let me ask you this since you've been in the whiskey world and you understand a very esoteric category like um single malts that are not scotches what do you think the next how do i say this right uh what's the next horizon for bourbon single barrels or bourbon Single releases and LTOs are around here. Mm. I think I I know my answer. Hmm. What's yours?
0: Well, I the the answer I wish it was was whiskey speaking to their place, and it's probably going to be something in um, recreating the category of bourbon. And we've talked about a lot in the podcast. Is all right. Well, we're not going to keep buying unused barrels we're going to just keep using our barrels over again and okay. and turn those into something of an LTO if you will or a new category of of making our exact same bourbon but putting it into re, to reuse casks
3: so do you think the future is LTOs do you I think, think it's LTO
0: I think it's redefining the category of American whiskey overall
3: okay i'm going to need you to be a lot more specific about I redefining think I think bourbon category. laws need to
0: change I think new I think new charred oak is <gasps> stupid. guys.
3: I wish I had pearls on the clutch right now.
0: <laughs> I think new charred oak is way too expensive. It's way too. It's not cost prohibitive. It's detrimental to the environment. No, I
3: I, I get it's, that, it's, and we've we've seen workarounds sure, in the cabinet. Yeah, yeah. So
0: now so, the workaround right now is becoming the trend of now, which it, is finishes. Yes, yeah. yes,
3: it is. So okay, leaving that thought process behind.
0: So I don't know, don't worry.
3: I, it's not live oh I'm just over here whacking I'm, I'm other microphones I'm gesticulating and whacking other microphones but I,
0: I, I don't know what the future of bourbon is because I, I think it depends on who survives
3: thank you okay guys my husband Eric and I we do walk and talks every morning where he and I and I'm very blessed to have a a a spouse that works in, in my direct field where he and I can talk about things together right. all the time. We are very lucky. So we talk about this in the morning when we go for walks all the time and we talk about what's next yeah. in American whiskey and he and I don't have a good answer. I, I, we literally... we. I wish it was American just, Single
0: Malt. I, I don't know if it will be. I
3: wish it would be too. Um, but So Paul Petko um was on the forefront of, of trying to get some legal legislation as to what American single malt means and there's still no direct legislation and laws that govern what it is. But
0: which is it's it's harmful and Useful at the same time. I
3: know, but yeah. but this is no, the uh, thing that's though. a
0: confusing part of it. Like, yeah. is it detrimental to not have these laws? Is it positive? to have It, them? it is detrimental
3: them? because Americans and we like our laws. We, we like do. to be put into boxes. But is is American single malt going to be detrimental or um, good for bourbon? Yeah. Or what is commonly known as American whiskey? Like, what's the next? What's the next big fucking thing? like where do we go from where we're at which is a really, really hard thing to talk about for us, especially old- school people like you and I because we're so used to talking about things in, in very unknown sp- unknown <laughs> I know. <laughs>
0: I know them. Yeah. Uh, no, you're right. This okay. is like this is what this this podcast has become a think piece on that conversation. Yeah, it's, on, it's honestly what it's become yeah where we're where like, the
3: fuck do we go? Right, because
0: and you have like these really cool outliers in the craft level, which I brought up almost every podcast. It feels like in the last five or six episodes, is Cedar Ridge. They're the number one selling bourbon in Iowa.
3: I don't know what they're doing. I I, go I know to what they bit, use. So. Oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So can I take along and be like, please. "What the fuck are yeah. you doing Murphy, for our Murphy, category? Get over yeah. here, explain yourself."
2: <laughs> uh,
0: I think he's here. I hope he's here. I haven't seen him, but uh, he's there. Head distiller. But um, they they outsell Jim Beam, Maker's Mark, every every. Where?
3: No, they don't. Where Where do they outsell? In Iowa. They, oh, they, they, okay. No, they're
0: number one selling bourbon in Iowa, of any bourbon in the world, in the country, in the world, okay. or the country.
3: Okay.
0: Um. So it's like, well, that 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 means a lot. Even if it's a small state, it still means a lot.
3: Okay. Um, so,
0: but can you use it as an example of where the American whiskey scene is going? I, I don't know. Maybe not. Probably not.
3: I don't honestly. And they make it like, like a of single malt too. I know, but listen, how many people fucking live in Iowa? I'm not trying 3. to bash. Three point five million. Three point five million people live in my neighborhood. I know.
0: You know, like that's
3: no, that's my only thing is is maybe that is the canary in the coal mine.
0: Exactly when it comes to yes, when it when it comes to where we
3: could be, but I think I think American consumers are still so myopic about what they want and where they're going, especially when it comes to the single barrel world that I love to see other people out there doing something different, challenging our ideas of what it is and what it isn't, but are they still too small to make a difference?
0: I, I Yeah, I don't know, and like, you look at brands like Westward and, <gasps> oh. Do you
3: remember the Westward 312?
0: Yeah, oh. of course I do.
3: Oh my God, do you know how I'm still, five years later, I'm still mad at Eric because we were at an event um we bought two three one two bottles. Eric got drunk and left them in a cab. I know. He's bonking his head on the microphone. He did that and we now only have one bottle on Is our Is it Westward or West Lynn? West
0: It was West right?
3: Wait, what the fuck does Westward do now?
0: They're singles. Oh God, so they're, guys! They're, I'm very pretty. They're, they're only three hours away from each other, so it's very confusing. Hey,
3: listen, it's a West something. Yeah,
0: no, it's, okay. it happens a lot.
3: Wow, I just literally negated. I, was like, Wait, no, I negated no, any. No, but like, it makes sense. It's, they're yeah. both
0: American single malls, and they're both doing really creative, unique things with everything around them up in their area of the country in the, in the Pacific Northwest.
3: Womp womp.
0: No, I, I, we, this is honestly like every conversation that comes back to is like, what's going to happen in the future of this? And no one, no one has. An answer
3: what is your most commonly asked question? Where somebody that is in my position with my headphones not talking into the mic like okay. I should be. What is the number one thing that you guys talk about?
0: Um I mean, a lot of this
3: Aren't you bored with this conversation?
0: I kind of do, but then like I thought the new people ask No. Ask me
3: something else. No, no I
0: talked to new people about it and every every like even when we're kind of falling along the same lines of topics. Okay It's not it's, it's refreshing to hear That everybody has A different perspective No in I way. get
3: it, I get it But Jake Ask me something Fucking weird Weird yeah. I've been doing this For a very long time Ask mm. me the dumbest shit That you can possibly What is the one question Do you miss question? Do you miss bartending Oh Um No Do you miss bartending you, At Fountainhead Yes Okay You know why I miss the connection Yeah With the people That I had
0: That was a. Uh, that was a gem it was. Yeah, not not many bars like it in Chicago.
3: I know, I know. We were amazing. No, but seriously, like, anything else. That's great. <laughs> I know. I just, guys, I just put a uh, Key in the Lake sticker right on my left one. Or, I'm sorry, my right one. No, but seriously, like, you talk about the same shit I, I with, with you say, all the same
0: time. Only when your husband's on <laughs> A lot of, I mean, it is a lot of the LTO conversation what and like allocation. Ta-
3: what do you want to talk about?
0: Is is there a place? Well, here's a question. Okay. It mean, kind of relates to what you do, and we kind of hinted, hinted at it, but can all these brands survive?
3: No. No, they can't.
0: Will they get eaten up? Yes. Or will they close their doors?
3: No, they'll get eaten up, just like what you are seeing right now in the craft beer. Are, Are you know, getting in fights? I don't know,
0: hopefully. Okay. I think it's the other podcast is getting oh, in a fight. Okay.
3: They're getting real fucking excited. Yeah. Um, They're
0: standing up recording though. Oh. Yeah. Should
3: we stand up? No. no. Okay, yeah. Too lazy. Yeah. Yes, no. Um, they it's it's not a survival mechanism. It is they will get chewed up. They will get bought out. They will get eaten out, not to be like Wow. That's what she wow. said. Um Yeah.
0: Yeah, interesting Do you need to get your dogs?
3: I do, thank oh, you yeah I Guys, just he's that. giving me an out We've no, been no, no, talking for like two hours And I Hour said Hour and 24 minutes Oh, is that is that it? Yeah Alright, no, I do I need to go take my dogs out I,
0: should, I guess I should have other guests on how, I mean, it?
3: I'm very pretty and very nice, but and yes. Fantastic
0: speaker. Oh, thank very you. Very knowledgeable. Oh. I'm glad we found this. We, I do want to do a, so.
3: Can we, can we actually I a. I want to do a, like a
0: Yeah. Like, no, no, no. No, no, no. I want to have, what I want to do is give you guys 10 questions. Oh. And then you guys no. answer them. And then we do a little love connection thing. No. Yeah. No. But I want to do it with other brand, other people that are relationship industry people. No Yeah
3: Wait who else do you know Are relationship industry people Like me and Eric uh,
0: Not many anymore They're I like, know One always leaves So.
3: Well I know And we're both still In this shit 20 years later
0: um, I'll figure that out Okay I'll, I'll get back to you
3: yeah no please don't take a pit, rain
0: check on that no, one
3: please don't pit me against eric in any kind of like relationship question like that yeah. all right so nerd i'm leaving okay how do i turn this off
0: you don't have to do anything okay. just stand there thank you for coming on yeah. it was it was insightful all right all next right.
3: time let's do a real like planned out thing
0: this is better i don't plan out anything i've never, <laughs> I've never planned out an entire a, a question ever <laughs> right. I'm out. True story. Cheers.